Well, welcome back. We lost connection. I don't really. It's all good. You there, you there, Dustin? Yeah. Can you hear me? Good deal. Good deal. Uh, I don't remember where I left off at. Oh, um, I think we were talking about the meat and uh, and, and getting people to go to the meat and the gym and things like that. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. From that point, I had no problem losing. I went from one seventy five. But so I got up at like three and worked out. That's kind of how I, you know, handle all that, you know. And uh, got in the car, man. And I drove down there, and, and the rest was history. But uh, that I, I was kind of in my inaugural phase of powerlifting. Like I, I really, ta- honestly, man, I wasn't super strong. Man, I just was kind of doing it to kind of get out of my comfort zone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's um, that's funny you say that because that's exactly how I got in. We uh, so we started a gym in my basement pretty much at one point in time, and then we started people. We just started posting workouts and talking. And people was like, "I want to come." So at one point in time, we were training people in my basement, and I'm like, "Man, dope as shit, dude." I was like, "Man, I fucking work midnights, and you cocksuckers are keeping me up." Like, fuck <laughs> you. So we moved to Colt's uh, grandma's barn and we had to insulate it and it was wild it's just like a little pool barn and then we got too big for it so we had to we had to venture out and get a thing and so before we ventured out we had our thousand pound challenge so i'm like son of a bitch i was like you know what and i started doing numbers in my head i'm like damn thousand pounds is a lot of weight really like in three lifts yeah it is yeah (laughs) so i was like shit and then all of a sudden, like, I'm like, oh, I want to deadlift 500. Oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. And next thing you know, I was like, holy shit, powerlifting is fun. And it just was because fighting, I had to be in the best shape of my life. I wanted to. And it, it was just so hard for me to continue to fight, run a gym, work midnight. It's just super hard for me. And so I kind of like, I kind of got out of fighting. I was getting older. And, dude, it's just. I have the list of injuries. I you would probably think I'm a liar if I told you the list of injuries I have from fighting. Like it's just. I mean, not if no. I mean, I totally get it, man. Not if I mean, shit. You were you were a pro fighter, dude. You know, and those guys are just cut from a different cloth, man. Yeah. And, uh, as much as I respect that sport, you know, I did a little jujitsu. I think when I was 23, 24 years old. Um, but nothing, nothing like you, you guys have done, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when I fought Tommy Hayden, my first couple fights, the Ohio athletic commission just got involved. We brought our own gloves. <laughs> like my first fight, amateur fight was three, five minute rounds, knees, elbows, kicks to the head was legal. So in the next like six months, Ohio dolled it down to three, three minute rounds you couldn't only thing that could strike a head was a fist so you couldn't knee you couldn't kick so right when i first started fighting dude it was the wild wild west like i remember one time the promoter told me to be like yeah we're fighting at 145 so i cut i cut some weight got the 145 i showed up in urbana ohio to fight and this dude weighed 163 i'm like what the fuck oh like I about, Holy shit. I about fucked this dude away. I'm like, what the fuck? Make weight, motherfucker. He's like, nah. They just, <laughs> they just told me to get as close to 155 as I could. I'm like, what? So, dude, wow. I, 
I shit stomped this motherfucker, dude. I beat Man. his fucking ass. And I told the promoter, I'm like, what the fuck? He's like, oh, we're sorry, Dustin. We just wanted to get you a fight. I'm like, they tell me it's at 55 or what? Like, listen, I'm in, at this point in time, we would get drunk and me and my friends would fist fight each other. Like, you don't have to lie to me. Just tell me what way to be and I'll show up and fight. Right. So, you know, I, I start, like I said, I think I started fighting in 2004, 2005, 2006, right in that area. And it was just, right. it was a wild, wild event. Man, and that's the thing. I've always wanted to know this. So, so you said you're 145 and your opponent was 163. How many? This might be a dumb question, but I'm gonna I'm gonna ask it anyway. What? what how big of a difference is that when we talk fighting? Um, you think so? In fighting, you're you're thinking like I don't. I mean, if you start doing percentages, that's a crazy body fat. I mean, that's 17 pounds or no? Yeah. Yeah, 17 pounds, 18 pounds. So that's quite a bit of weight. But the thing is, is like when you fight, um, now that with the 24 hour weigh ins, like I would weigh at 145, and when I'd go to fight that night, I'd be 165. Right. So in 24 hours, I'd put on 20 pounds. That's a quite a bit of difference. Holy shit. Yeah. And uh, so it, it was a big deal. Like, and plus, like, it's a mental thing. Like, man, this, I mean, how much did he, because he cut weight too. And so, I mean, he, and that we only had, uh, like 12 hour weigh-ins in. So, I mean, I was probably 150 and he weighed probably 166, 167. So, I mean, at that point in time, he just, he gained weight. I gained weight and he's just a little bit heavier, a little bit bigger, maybe stronger, but that leads me to this question, man. And then, and another thing, um, did you being that size, did you feel strong? Did you feel like, now I know you're a confident dude. Did you feel like I weigh 150, he weighs this, I'm still gonna pass out, or I mean, were you a real, real, little reluctant due to the lack of weight and lack of size? No, I was just, I was, I didn't care. I drove three hours to fight. I was fighting. I mean, I would have fought a heavyweight. I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> right. Like I was, just, I was pissed that he didn't make weight. I was pissed that the promoter lied to me. But other right. than that, I was just like, man, I'm I'm down here to get down. Like, let's do it. Like, I mean, you want me to fight that woman in the stands? You want me to fight that man? Like, I don't care. Like, I drove three hours. Someone's getting punched in the face. <laughs> no, I like it, dude. I like it. I feel you, man. So I'm gonna shift. I'm gonna shift gears a little bit, and I want to talk a little bit more about um, your gym and and kind of how you do things there. And from my perspective, man. I don't, uh, gym, the gym is a, is a, there's a huge component for people, you know, and I, I don't know if you feel this being a gym owner, but from what I see and what I know of people and your average, you know, Karens, I don't know for lack of a better word, they want to feel like they belong. You know what I'm saying? And they, the gym family, and I'm using quotations here. Um, it, do you feel like you guys that, that you got that sort of thing going on, or you got, are you guys more of a, a higher level, or um, how do you kind of operate things? Um, we welcome anybody that comes in there with open arms, and like I'm a big, I'm a I'm a big person. Like I tell them, like, hey, if you come in and say you're curling five pounds, and people start snickering at you, tell me, I'll walk over there, I'll punch them dead in the fucking mouth, and tell them to get out. Yeah, that shit's bullshit. Yeah, like, I mean, I love seeing all shapes, sizes, 
I mean, I don't care who comes in there. You come in there, right. and if you're trying to get better, that's what I mean. That's what we we want. We want people to get better, get healthier. We want to see absolutely. And it, I say the only bad thing about a gym is sometimes my workout gets interrupted because I start helping people to make sure that they succeed in a lift and that they don't get hurt. Well, I mean that you're doing your job, then, man. You know what I'm saying? That that to me, it all on its own is a gratification all of its own. And that comes with the territory. And I tell people this all the time, you know, like it, for me, like it's not about the money, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's about the passion and what goes along with that. You know what I mean? And what goes along with that is taking somebody that doesn't know what the fuck they're doing and making them um, uh, an athlete or making them, you know, a, a, making them stronger, shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. But, uh, cause man, you know, in my younger days, you know, when I was in high school and shit like that, I was afraid of the weight room, man. Like I was skinny. I was small. I was frail. I was always fairly, I don't know how, but I was always fairly athletic. I was fast, but I just wasn't strong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, I, you and I are the same, man. Like, uh just a little crazy you know i've wrestled since i was five like i i remember in third grade my dad me and my dad i would put a grocery bag the little grocery sacks you get yeah <laughs> i'd put i'd put those fuckers on and we'd play football in the house nice to lose a little weight because i wrestled 49 yeah. pounds so like i've literally been cutting weight and being like this fucking lunatic since i was five years old <laughs> And so when I got in high school, my thing was cut weight, cut weight, cut weight. I never lifted. I was, I was embarrassed because I was known as this tough dude, but I fucking probably couldn't bench 95 pounds. Same brother. I so, probably, you know, I couldn't bench the ball. Well, no, I could. Um, uh, I, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't have a dad around and I, and I moved a lot growing up. So I was a very self-conscious kid. I was a very, I, I, I had identity problems. Not to the exterior, but inside, I, I, you know, I had such a low perception of myself that, like, I remember when I played football my freshman year, we were going to the weight room. I brought, I knew we were going to lift that day, so I brought flip flops, so I didn't have to lift. That's the how I felt about the weight room. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, I, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> I forgot. I lost track of what I was going with. Yeah, I mean, um, I was the same way. Like, you know, my mom. So the guy that raised me wasn't even my dad. Like, him and my mom got a divorce when I was uh, like eight years old, probably. But he he came and picked my sister up, so he picked me up, and that's that's truly who my dad is. Like, I have. It's awful. I, I still have contact with my dad, my real dad, but my real dad was more worried about work and money. Um, right. I kind of had to. I had uh, my my step or my dad, like I said, him and my mom got a divorce when I was eight, or my stepdad now. But long story short, is I really didn't have a good father figure growing up. I had him when he was when he wasn't working, but he guided me in sports. He never missed a sport thing. He made sure I practiced, whether it was baseball, football, or wrestling. But back to yeah, fuck me. So, anyways, back to the weight room thing i never lifted in high school i was embarrassed i didn't start lifting until i was 18 um and the only reason i started lifting is because me and my one buddy um we would go to a garage gym and before we went to the mall to pick up girls we would lift and get an upper body pump we never squatted we never deadlifted 
All we did was right, we right. did chest, arms, and back just to get this crazy pump. We'd go to the mall and try to pick up as many girls. Or if we went to a party, we'd, we would be drinking and lifting. We'd be getting, ah. we'd be getting fucked up and lifting and go to parties with yeah. a big old swell and alcohol right. running through all our blood. That's fine. Fucking tastic, man. Um, dude, for me, my personal little story on that, man, um, my college years, I bet I probably weighed 150 pounds. People always thought I'm 38. So uh, at the ages between fucking 18 and probably 24, people thought I was still a kid because I looked so young and I was so tiny, you know, frail. So I, I think about 25, 26, I started putting on weight, I guess, because my t- metabolism started to slow down. And uh, I lifted a little bit, man. I, I, I still played basketball. Basketball was always my sport. Um, so I always played ball, but I would lift and, you know, the bro lift where you go to the gym and you curl and shit, and then you stand around and fall for like 10 minutes, you know, those, you know, that type of lifting. Oh yeah. It wasn't really lifting. It wasn't like what I do now. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I really didn't start to get it, dude. I really didn't start the wheels, the light bulbs and wheels didn't turn and what have you didn't start until I was about 33, 34, man. If you can believe it. I'm like, Oh, you got a fucking you got to rest right. You got to eat right. You got to, you know, you got to fucking, you got to have good form. You got to, you can't lift through injuries. You got to rest through injuries, shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. About 34 ish is when I'm 38 is when it was like, it all started to make sense. You know, that's crazy. I hadn't, I, um, all this time, I had no idea you were 38, bro. You, I, I, I honestly thought you were like 28, 30. Like, I, I scrolled through your Instagram photos. I'm like, man, he has a family. I'm like, it seems like he's doing really well for himself. I'm like, man, I don't even know how old this motherfucker is. And then you, like, I hear your podcast, you're talking like 24, 25. I'm like, this motherfucker must be talking about yesterday. Like, like I had no idea how old you were. I just, I was like, this motherfucker's talking in past tense, like yesterday was like past, past tense. Week. Yeah. Like, this, this motherfucker was like, when I was 24, seven days ago, I was like. <laughs> no, man, you know, fortunately, not fortunately, I'm 38. Now, look at it like this. Uh, um, I, I've lived a pretty peculiar, Not, I don't want to say peculiar. I've lived a, a pretty interesting life. And um, uh, I wouldn't change any of it for for the for the world i wouldn't change a single day of it because I've, I've you learn a lot through you know this i'm sure you know this you learn so much more through your fails than your successes you know what i'm saying so um now do i wish my body physically was about 10 years younger fuck yeah but you know what i mean here i am today and the best way to look at it man the best the, the best thing i can say is like I honestly want to be a beast at 44, 54, 64. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, look at guys like Corey, man. He's he's dunking at basketball at 42 years old. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, when you when you stop and look and, like, anything's possible, like, you look at Dustin, he's probably 41, 40, 41, 42, right in that area too. Dude, that dude looks like he's 30 years old, yeah, man. And this motherfucker's running under a minute 400 meters. Oh, he's a monster. He's an animal. I mean, he, he's a fucking human. Yeah. So when you start thinking about guys like this who has been 
just a staple in the power or the powerlifting or the wrestling community, whatever, insert whatever. These guys are these guys make people like you and I'm like, oh, it's fucking possible. Dude, you don't know how many times it's funny you say that. You don't know how many times I'll and this is a true fucking story. I'll finish a workout and I'll get done and really think I've done something. And I'll I'll go to one of their pages and they'll show and I'm like, dude, I'm not satisfied. I got to go do something else. I've done that several times, man. <laughs> like, uh, you know, just that. And I, and that's the thing that got me into those guys and kind of where it led me to the day I went to that meet is just their energy and their approach and kind of they're lifting, you know, and they're lifting in a dingy gym and the and with you know, older equipment. I just love that shit, man. You know what I mean? Like, I, I love that. Like, it's that's kind of how I base my own shit, my own brand, and my own style and approach and with pack mentality is like you got these fucking animals surrounding you and you're all hyping each other up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I what I do is I, uh, this is crazy. Like, no matter what I do, if, uh, um, for instance, I went, like, Again, so I went out to Vegas two years. I didn't go this year because of fucking COVID, but the year before I went out to U.S. Nationals and took third in my weight class and division. Um, oh, oh yeah, yeah. So what I do is like powerlifting. I'll re- I'll look up. I look at my guys, and then like once my workout's done, I'm like, the fuck's my guy doing? You think? I'm like, oh, I bet. I bet he's doing goblet squats. I'm like, okay, fuck it. I'll do some goblet squats. Like before before I yeah. leave the gym, I always make sure that I have to mentally and physically think to myself, like, okay, I definitely outwork my opponent. But if I have that sudden doubt, I'm like, nah, man, we gotta do something else. And it it could be man, something stupid. Maybe twenty sit ups. I'm not, I know exactly yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. See, I've I have anxiety real bad. And it's, it's a curse and a blessing, okay? So the way my mind works uh, is I'll go in there and I'll lift and I will get done. And in my mind, in my mind, this might sound crazy. I'm sure this will sound fucking ridiculous. You know, I don't say yeah, that, that in the whole session was not good enough. You, you didn't go full form on this. Now, this is how my mind works. You didn't do this or that, X or Y or Z. And I'll go inside and I'll sit there for a couple minutes and I'll think about it and I'll just go, I'll just go do a whole nother session until I'm happy with it. <laughs> it's, it sounds fucking crazy, but that's exactly what I'll do, man. Yeah, I mean that's that's just I mean that's how life has to be, really. It's true, I mean, yeah. Like uh, I read Chris Nine's one of Ian's uh, guys that trains out there, and boy, on his Instagram today he just said something. He's like, "I don't like average. I don't like mediocre. If you're not all in, don't be fucking in at all." And I can't agree with that more. Like, I hate, I I hate when people half-ass shit. Like, um, it, it, you know, there's a there's a kid I trained in wrestling, and there's times. Luckily, I can. I'm not. I'm a. I'm affiliated with the school, but if I don't coach, it's not my life. So a couple of the kids I trained, right. I'm like, listen, dude, you gave me a half-assed fucking practice all week. If you want to go to the Columbus and be a prestige wrestler, you got to give me more. And I, I'm not satisfied with you. And right. that's just how life has to be, man. You have to give 110% at everything you do. If you don't, you're failing. Not yourself, but everybody around you. Everybody... um. 
Absolutely, man. Yeah, hundred you know, percent. If if I give fucking half-ass effort at my job, someone might be burying me tomorrow. Like you can't. That's yeah. That's a fucking way to dude, look at it, bro. If bro. I'm powerlifting and I spend a hundred dollars for a meet and I travel and I cut weight and I only do half-ass shit, I failed myself. I fail people who. I fail people who follow me on Instagram. I fail people who who look up to me for whatever motivation. Like, no, because, like, I know I can do better. And I fucking half-assed everything. I'll Like, that shit will – you want to talk about something that will get under my skin? That's it right there, dude. I No, I guarantee it, yeah. And with me, you know, it gets, it gets dicey if I can find the right words to say um, – I've never really had issues of effort. I mean, everyone has their shit days in the gym. Everyone has their days where they don't want to do shit. Don't get me wrong. But for me, it's like this. I don't know. I, I, I am so competitive, bro. I am so fucking competitive that, like, I turn everything into a competition. You get what I'm saying? Like, I've had moments where I, I don't have I have okay, so I have zero relationship with my dad, all right. And I found out you know, that motherfucker has had another kid and you know, he was a dad to that kid, what have you, what, where and one thing you gotta get to first thing you gotta know about me, man, is I'm a I'm an uncanny dude. Like I, I'll tell you I'll tell you how it is and I'll tell you what's on my mind. Okay, some people have a problem with that. You get what I'm saying? Um, anyway, I, I will literally picture that that motherfucker standing there in front of me while I'm lifting. If I'm having a rough day, and my, I'm not, I don't. He's not going to win that day. You know what I'm saying? You got to do what you have to do to get yourself through the day. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Whatever. Absolutely. Have you ever? I don't know if you've ever read. You've heard of David Goggins, oh, dude, right? Dude, I fucking I make my. If you go to state and you ride with me, um, because like I said, we're two two and a half hours from Columbus. So I make them listen to the podcast where he's talking about the racism, how he grew up with, uh, I think it was Joe. Ro- yeah, it was Joe Rogan. Yeah, Joe Rogan. Um, Joe Rogan, yeah. Um, funny story you say that, not to get off subject, but one of the, ref- one no, of the wrestlers, uh, Brandon Daniels, he's a fucking lunatic. I love the kid. He's he's a <laughs> fucking idiot, and I love it. I mean, he, he went out there. If he couldn't beat you in wrestling, he would physically – break you and make you like you know what i'm not wrestling this dude but um so long story short he had a chance at winning state which we've only had uh two state champions at our school and he had a chance to win it well he loses in the semifinals close match should have won but he lost and he comes up and he goes he goes coach he's like I fucking remember david goggins i'm fucking taking third so not only did he take third but he came back and beat – you know what? He lost in the quarterfinals. I'm sorry. So he came, He wrestled back through and beat the kid that beat him for third and fourth. He fucking smashes, dude. He's like, all I can remember is that fucking – that runner, that fucking seal dude in my mind telling me I got to fucking <laughs> win this match. And, That's outstanding, And I know, dude. like, David Goggins doesn't – he doesn't follow nobody. He doesn't – so I would love to tell him, be like, dude, I appreciate what you – your motivation because you, you made my wrestler – and our team placed higher at the state tournament in wrestling in Ohio because Ohio is a fucking crazy wrestling school or a, a oh, crazy wrestling. School. Yeah, it's a. So yeah. you made him place at state and accomplish something that not a lot of kids get to do. B 
because of your fucking motivational. And I, I just love it. I love everything about that dude. He cusses. He does there's everything. He does there's... everything you shouldn't do on social media to get follows. He cusses. He swears. He fucking. He talks the truth. And sometimes the... he's one hundred percent real, man. And, and 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 he talks about um, in his book and in his podcast, especially with Rogan. That's how I got turned on to the guy. Um, he talks about going to a dark place, and uh, you know, uh, and kind of mentally, you know, oh yeah, I had a shitty relationship with my father. You know what? Fuck you. That's what I'm going to use to get over this hill. Or you, I got kicked out of the house when I was 17. You know what? That that's that's what I'm going to use today, because I forget how the saying goes. I mean, I mean, you just go back to this. If everything is given to you and everything is perfect, perfect hunky dory, what 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 have you earned? What have you learned with that? You know what I mean? Like, very, very few um, people learn from that. Very few. Right. Exactly. I mean, it, being high up already doesn't teach you anything. You know what I mean? Like, you got to fall off, and then I, I fell off many times. And then the and the in between is what you use to get back up. Is how yeah. I feel. Um, you know, I use that motivation all the time because I I have weight cutting down, not to a science, but you know, even my last USPA meet, I fucked up. I I fucked my squats up, so I I disqualified myself. But regardless, every meet I've done. I've cut ten pounds the day of weigh-ins. So what do you usually? What weight do you I usually compete at? One sixty-five, but it's it it's I can walk around from one seventy to one seventy-eight, and um. Holy shit! I weigh more than you. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's unbelievable. So, um, it it's nothing. I'm not stronger than you. Don't, I'm not saying that because I know that's not true. I'm just that. Uh, there's not too many people I weigh more than that's. I didn't think you were one of them. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't weigh a whole lot, but like, um, you know, even my last, like, I was getting at to my last USPA meet, um, I was 174 and a half pounds. I had to be 165 the next morning. I sat in the steam room by myself for two and a half, three hours to lose that weight. And yeah. you, once you get in there and you start losing weight, and you know you can't drink and you can't eat afterwards. It, it, you go to a dark, dark place. You're like, I mean, you're taking everything. You're taking oh, yeah. everything your body needs to survive. Water, oxygen. That's crazy. Dude, I honestly love it. As sick and demented as that is, like when I make weight for something like that, I'm like, okay. So I'll rewind all the way back to 2002. I made the state state tournament in wrestling, but what people and I didn't make weight at. In Columbus, Ohio, I had to step on seven scales, butt ass naked, in front of like a hundred dudes, and not make weight. <laughs> and I was a pound and a half over. But to re to like kind of like make myself a little bit better is that the the start of the year I weighed one hundred and twenty seven pounds, and my dad, wow, <clears throat> my my stepfather, but who I call my dad. He looked at me and said, hey, bud, what do you want to do this year in wrestling? I was like, because I didn't want to wrestle at all, but my parents kind of talked me into it because I've wrestled since I was five. Now I'm 16. I want to chase pussy. I want to drink beer, and that's all I want to do. And my, right. my parents respectfully said, if you don't wrestle, 
you got a curfew, like, okay, that's fine. You can work. You can buy your own car. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. But no, you got a curfew. You're not going to run around all night and do dumb shit. I'm like, oh, okay. So I remember going to my the guy that raised me, uh, my dad. He's not my real dad, but I call him my dad. So we got that. We got that sure, situation. Yeah. So I go to him and I say, hey, dad, I- I'm not wrestling this year. The look, he's like, he kind of looked at me. And it's hard to explain, but he's like, okay, bud. But you would have thought his dad just died. And I remember going, I remember going home right. and my mom was pissed. My mom didn't talk to me. My mom was fucking furious when I said I wasn't wrestling. And I thought about it for a couple of days and I showed up at open mat one day and coach Davis was like, what are you doing here? I was like, I'm, I'm going to wrestle coach. He's like, all right. So my dad and I were talking. He's like, how, how good do you want to be? I said, I, I want to make you proud, dad. I was like, I, I'm going to be a, a state champ. He's like, okay. He's like, well, you might be a state qualifier at 119. You'll be a state. You'll be a state placer at 112, and at 103, you could probably win state. Because he grew up in the old days in the 80s where everybody cut crazy amount of weight. So I stepped up. Sure, yeah. I was like between 125 and 127. I'm like, eh, this is a crazy cut. And me and that crazy bastard, we cut all the way to 103 pounds. He cut. He lost like 40. He lost like 40 pounds because if I didn't eat, he didn't eat. If I didn't drink, he didn't drink. We it's went unbelievable, together. man. We, I mean, I would practice for five hours to lose weight. And I'd get home, like, oh, we'd throw the sauna suit on and we'd hit road work. So, long story short, is I, uh, I lose, I lose my second match at districts, and I've always heard fucking crazy stories. Like you can't, like you would have thought losing at districts was like fucking the beaches of Normandy. If you lose a dish, if you lose your first two matches wow. or one or two matches at districts, you're not going to the state tournament. We're talking about the 16 best kids in the state at that time. So I lose my second. I lose my second Got match. You. I'm like, oh, fuck. So you know what? I weigh out at um, 106. Point. I weigh out 106 because we got two pounds plus a pound allowance for a weigh out. So I weigh out at 106. And dude, I remember at two o'clock in the morning walking across the street to Circle K and getting a pint of ice cream. Like, I'm eating ice cream. I'm living my best life. But next thing you know, right, my first match at Districts on Saturday morning, I pinned my kid. My second match is, uh, I think, we made the quarterfinals. I pinned that kid. So now I'm in the semifinals. If I win this match, I go to the state tournament. I'm wrestling a kid that's pretty fucking tough. And next thing you know, I take him down with ease. I He gets out. I take him down, lock in a cradle, and pin him. And I remember standing up. And I'm like, holy shit! I just made it to the fucking state tournament. So I didn't think nothing. I didn't think nothing That's of wild, it. I man. stepped on the scales Monday morning at 121 pounds. I got to weigh 106 pounds on Thursday morning. So I get down to 107.4, 107.5, and obviously I don't make weight. I'm like, Jesus, this sucks. Call my dad. I'm like, I call my dad. I'm like, hey, dude. Don't come down to Columbus because he was working in Toledo. He took vacation days. And he's like, uh, why? I'm like, I didn't make weight. He's like, all right. I love you. Bye. And I'm like, okay. And I was just like, damn, this sucks. And I, I said to myself, I'd never miss weight again. So now, like, when I have to cut weight, it's fucking, like, it's a challenge. It's fun. Like, I love getting in that dark place and cutting weight. Yeah, I mean – 
that it's almost like instinctual. I mean, um, the, for me as of current, I, I never had to go through the process you went through to find that. But for me, this is, this is kind of how my mind works when it's hot and it's July and it's August and it's a hundred degrees outside or whatever. I, I thrive on the fact that I can go in my garage and sweat my balls off and work my balls off because I know not many people are going to, are going to go through that. Not going to put themselves. Dude, one thing you got to know about me is I can, I, I can go through a lot. You know what I mean? Like not a lot of shit bothers me physically. Right. You know what I mean? So, and I kind of thrive in like, yeah, this, these elements suck, but I love it. If that yeah. makes any sense. You know what I mean? Well, I totally yeah, get it. Uh, I remember another crazy fucking story is, uh, so I had my knee surgery. My first knee surgery was, uh, I can't remember. So my major knee surgery, the reconstruction was December 10th. I can't remember exact the exact year, but, um, six months later, I'm actually starting to start to train to fight again. And my coach and a few people were like, are you a fucking lunatic? Cause I, it's a 15, 15 month recovery. I'm like, yeah. So I'm starting to box. I'm starting to do little shit. So, um, Isaiah Chapman is the next up and coming dude in Ohio. Like the UFC, um, UFC and another big fight company. They're called World Series. No, uh, World Series of Fighting. That's who was looking at it, but they got bought out by PFL. So this is how long ago it was. They're looking at this guy. And I'm now we fast forward a little bit. I'm about eight months in and they're like, hey, dude, no one will fight him. And I knew the matchmaker's husband. I was like, I'll fight Chapman at 35. And they're like, what? I weighed 173 pounds when I accepted that fight. 135. How much so did I he weigh again? 135 pounds. So if you looked at my Instagram, oh, I gave him a big shout out. He got um he actually just got caught up in a mix of a bunch of shit a couple months ago and he got shot and killed up in Akron. So, oh fuck, man. I think I seen yeah, something. So that's you post the something fight. That. I cut I I cut all that weight to get back get down to 135. And uh my organs actually shut down in the middle of the second round. Well, in the middle of the first round, he broke my arm with a head kick. So we, we continued to fight that uh, first round, and I sat down in the corner, and Bobby Meese, which is Cody Garbrandt's uncle, boxing coach, he's like, Kemp, you got to throw your right hand. I'm like, I was like, Bobby, I was like, my arm's broke. He's like, I don't give a fuck. You got 10 more minutes to fight. And at that point, I was like, I was like, no shit. He All is right. right. So I continued to fight, and long story short, is my organs shut down. He ended up choking me out, and it was a bloodbath. It got best fight of the year in Ohio, and – all kinds of shit. Man, can you find? Is this it on? Is this on, on YouTube or anything? Um, actually, I got my iPad right here. I'll look it real quick. Um, because I actually pulled up uh my police and fire games because I didn't know my numbers because I knew they weren't that good because I was fucking kind of hurt. But um, let's go to YouTube real quick. Yeah, eventually, man, I'm going to transition this thing into a video podcast, but this is kind of the beginning works of everything, so we would be able to see it, but yeah, eventually, but, um, man, we'll get there. This fight got, like I said, fight of the year, and it was a bloodbath. Um, finish, of the, finish of the week, yeah, I'm gonna, I got I'm... choked out and broke my back. 
That sucked. Uh, Fuck, man. But if I find it, um, my wrestling's on there. I don't see that. But um, yeah, I don't see it. If I, I'll look it, I'll look more into it, and I'll try to find it. But dude, it was it was the funnest fight. At one point in time, he had me on the cage. He hit me with like fucking a hundred unanswered shots. But the the rest all know me. Like at one point in time, I dislo- dislocated my knee and f- tweaked it a little bit. I got caught in a knee bar and didn't tap. It actually popped and cracked, and that's the ref stopped it. He's like, I I bitched at the ref. I'm like, why'd you stop? He's like, dude, your knee went the opposite way. Like it was. So like the Jesus rest of the Ohio knew that I was a fucking <laughs> lunatic. So they let me go on. Yeah. And I remember giving, <laughs> giving the thumbs up and stuff. So it was one of the funnest fights in my life. But I wish I could have seen yeah, some was, of this shit, man. Back in the day it was uh it was fun. I'm paying for it now, but long story short, it was fun. I guarantee it. So man, I'm kinda I'm going to close out with this. I do want to ask you this question. Uh, what do you feel is the most important thing when you're owning and operating your gym? Like what, what's the best p- piece of advice you would give somebody? Be real, be real and be, um, I like you, that. You gotta That's be real. You true. gotta be, you may, you gotta be open. You gotta be honest. You gotta be polite. You gotta understand and embrace the community so you got to help people out you gotta and you know what there's times people have come up to me and like hey dustin I, I i don't have my gym membership this month i just you know i got this 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 and i said okay that's fine you can pay you can pay next month you can that's pay cool. 40 bucks then next month pay 40 we'll pay 40 for right. the next three months to pay for this month is that possible yeah i said but at the end of the day bud or ma'am, whoever it was, I don't want to see on your Snapchat or your Instagram you out the bar tonight drinking fifty dollars worth of fucking alcohol. I don't. Absolutely, I don't man. Your Hell yeah. Significant other out to eat and spending a hundred bucks at wasabi at the, and I was like, and I understand you guys, or you know what, whatever the reason be, I'd be like, that's how you have to be. Um, but you just have to be real operating a gym you have to be real to people you have to let them know like this is how it is this is how it's got to be um you got to be open with people i think so man this is my opinion dude and and i I think it's with social media this is my take i think it's getting infiltrated with a lot of bullshit with a lot of wanksters you know what i'm saying with a lot of people that just want you to buy their shit their supplements and you know, they want you to buy their programs. And like you said, it's, it's just fakeness and it's like, they're just in it for a hundred percent. And I get it. Everyone has a profession and they got to make money, but you know, I see these people and I follow some people and guys will comment and ask questions. And it's almost the impression like they're better than them. And their responses are like real short and choppy. It's like, if someone were to come to me with a question, I would answer the best that I could. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of how much you pay me. Yes. That's, that's another thing I come up with is like, someone will be like, Hey, what about this? I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't know the answer. Give me 24 hours. I'll research it. And I'll figure out the best answer I can give you. Like to admit that you're wrong. You have to do that to Jim because I, I mean, there's just so much to it that you don't know. And I don't know it. 
And that's where it comes Absolutely. back. You got to be a real Absolutely. motherfucker. Right. I'm with you 100% on that. That's why That's why I say, man, like, I'm constantly learning. I'm sure you're I'm, constantly learning, you know. If you're not learning, even at your current craft, you're not growing. That's another thing. You yeah, know what I'm saying? If you're not learning whatever you're doing, you're a failure. I bl- I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. If you're not learning more about Absolutely. powerlifting, if you're not learning more about being a police officer, if you're not practicing your craft, you're a failure and you'll never convince me. I, you know what? If Ronnie Coleman comes into me and says, Hey, I quit learning. I'm like, you're a failure. Yeah. I wouldn't. If he, yeah. I mean, you, would you even trust anything that that dude no, said I mean, to you from there you know, on every, out? Everything I know. I won't. Like, <laughs> today, the reverse hyper could be the best thing since sliced bread. And then two weeks, it might be the worst thing. You just we don't we don't know. You have to keep learning. Yeah. You have to keep evolving with everything. Absolutely, at one hundred percent. But Dustin, this was a lot of fun, buddy. Uh, sorry about the malfunction we had. Um, go ahead and uh, shout out your uh, your oh, your social medias if you want to. We do that, my friend. Um, yeah. Um, I will. Uh, I will get this posted as as soon as possible. This was a lot of fun. Uh, stay in touch, man. Uh, when you get, uh, when did you it's say that meeting date um, is? I'm either driving down early Friday morning. I might drive down like super late or super early Friday morning to weigh in Friday morning, and then probably just okay. kind of get a hotel room, kick it and relax. My uh, one of my really good buddies, Kyle, might be coming with me. So if not, I'm just solo riding it because. Dude, I have world records in mind. So I feel you. I mean, yeah, you got a zero in, brother. But uh, let me know how that goes, man. I'll, I'll, I'll stay. I'll stay in the loop, and uh, I'll be talking to you, man. And I'm I'm in preparation right now just to get get your meat done, and that's yeah, kind of what I'm, I'm working towards. But you got my it you was got my fun. number now, dude. Just shoot Go me a ahead. text anytime. Like I'm always on Snapchat doing stupid shit. So. If you have a Snapchat, <laughs> yeah, I see some. Of the, I see some of the shit on your uh, on your stories and stuff. Yeah. I like it; it, so. it entertains me. Well, that's all the time I have today, folks. Once again, that's Dustin Kemp. Um, I'll see you guys on the next episode of the Alpha House Training and Barbell Podcast. Well, welcome back. We lost connection. I don't really. It's all good. You there, you there, Dustin? Yeah, can you hear me? Good deal. Good deal. Uh, I don't remember where I left off at. Oh, um, I think we were talking about the meat and uh, and, and getting people to go to the meat and the gym and things like that. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, from that point, I had no problem losing. I went from one seventy five to way up all the time, but I nervous. So I got up at like three and worked out. That's kind of how I. You know, handle all that, you know, and uh, got in the car, man. And I drove down there, and, and the rest was history. But uh, that I, I was kind of in my inaugural phase of powerlifting. Like, I, I really, ta- honestly, man, I wasn't super strong, man. I just was kind of doing it to kind of get out of my comfort zone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's um, that's funny you say that because that's exactly how I got in. We uh, so we started a gym 
in my basement pretty much at one point in time. And then we started people, we just started posting workouts and talking. People was like, I want to come. So at one point in time, we were training people in my basement. And I'm like, man. Dope and shit, dude. I was like, man, I fucking work midnights, and you cocksuckers are keeping me up. Like, fuck <laughs> you. So we moved to Colt's uh, grandma's barn, and we had to insulate it. And it was wild. It was just like a little pool barn. And then we got too big for it, so we had to we had to venture out and get a thing. And so before we ventured out, we had our 1,000-pound challenge. So I'm like, son of a bitch. I was like, you know what? And I started doing – numbers in my head i'm like damn thousand pounds is a lot of weight really like in three lifts yeah it is yeah <laughs> so i was like shit and then all of a sudden like i'm like oh i want to deadlift 500 oh i want to do this i want to do that and next thing you know i was like holy shit powerlifting's fun and it just was because fighting i had to be in the best shape of my life i wanted to and it it was just so hard for me to continue to fight run a gym work midnight it's just super hard for me and so i kind of like i kind of got out of fighting i was getting older and dude it's just i have the list of injuries i you would probably think i'm a liar if i told you the list of injuries i have from fighting like it's just i mean not if no i mean i totally get it man not if, i mean shit you were you were a pro fighter dude you know and those guys are just cut from a different cloth man yeah and, uh, as much as I respect that sport, you know, I did a little jujitsu. I think when I was 23, 24 years old, um, but nothing, nothing like you, you guys have done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when I fought Tommy Hayden, my first couple fights, the Ohio athletic commission just got involved. We brought our own gloves. Like, my first fight, amateur fight, was three five-minute rounds. Knees, elbows, kicks to the head was legal. So, in the next, like, six months, Ohio dolled it down to three three three-minute rounds. You couldn't – only thing that could strike a head was a fist. So, you couldn't knee. You couldn't kick. So, when I first started fighting, dude, it was the wild, wild west. Like, I remember one time the promoter told me to be like, yeah, we're fighting at 145. So I cut, I cut some weight, got the 145. I showed up in Urbana, Ohio to fight. And this dude weighed 163. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I about fucked this dude away. I'm like, what the fuck? Make weight, motherfucker. He's like, nah, they (laughs) they just told me to get as close to 155 as I could. I'm like, what? So, dude, I I shit stomped this motherfucker, dude. I beat his fucking ass. And I told the promoter, I'm like, what the fuck? He's like, oh, we're sorry, Dustin. We just wanted to get you a fight. I'm like, just tell me it's at 55 or what? Like, listen, I'm in, at this point in time, we would get drunk and me and my friends would fist fight each other. Like, you don't have to lie to me. Just tell me what weight to be and I'll show up and fight. Right. So, you know, I, I start like I said, I think I started fighting in 2004, 2005, 2006, right in that area. And it was just right. It was a wild, wild event. Man, and that's the thing. I've always wanted to know this. So so you said you're 145 and your opponent was 163. How many this might be a dumb question, but I'm gonna I'm gonna ask it anyway. What what how big of a difference is that when we talk fighting? Um, you think so in fighting you're you're thinking like I don't I mean if you start doing percentages, that's a crazy body fat. I mean that's seventeen pounds or no. Yeah. Yeah. 17 pounds, 18 pounds. So that's quite a bit of weight. But the thing is, is like when you fight, 
Um, now with the 24 hour weigh ins, like I would weigh at 145, and when I'd go to fight that night, I'd be 165. Right. So in 24 hours, I'd put on 20 pounds. That's a quite a bit of difference. Holy shit! Yeah. And uh, so it it was a big deal. Like, and plus, like, it's a mental thing. Like, man, this. I mean, how much did he? Because he cut weight too, and so I mean, he, and that we only had uh like 12 hour weigh ins in. So, I mean, I was probably 150, and he weighed probably 166, 167. So, I mean, at that point in time, he just he gained weight, I gained weight, and he's just a little bit heavier, a little bit bigger, maybe stronger. But that leads me to this question, man. And then, and another thing, um, did you, being that size, did you feel strong? Did you feel like – now, I know you're a confident dude. Did you feel like I weigh 150, he weighs this, I'm still going to pass out? Or, I mean, were you a real, real, little reluctant due to the lack of weight and lack of size? No, I was just – I was. Just, I didn't care. I drove three hours to fight. I was fighting. I mean, I would have fought a heavyweight. I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> right. Like, I was, just, I was pissed that he didn't make weight. I was pissed that the promoter lied to me. But other right. than that, I was just like, man, I'm I'm down here to get down. Like, let's do it. Like, I mean, you want me to fight that woman in the stands? You want me to fight that man? Like, I don't care. Like, I drove three hours. Someone's getting punched in the face. <laughs> no, I like it, dude. I like it. I feel you, man. So I'm gonna shift. I'm gonna shift gears a little bit, and I want to talk a little bit more about um, your gym and and kind of how you do things there. And from my perspective, man. I don't, uh, gym, the gym is a, is a, there's a huge component for people, you know, and I, I don't know if you feel this being a gym owner, but from what I see and what I know of people and your average, you know, Karens, I don't know, for lack of a better word, they want to feel like they belong. You know what I'm saying? And they, the gym family, and I'm using quotations here. Um, it, do you feel like you guys that, that you got that sort of thing going on or you got, are you guys more of a, a higher level or um, how do you kind of operate things? Um, we welcome anybody that comes in there with open arms and like, I'm a big, I'm a, I'm a big person. Like I tell them like, Hey, if you come in and say you're curling five pounds and people start snickering at you, tell me I'll walk over there. I'll punch them dead in the fucking mouth and tell them to get out. Yeah, that shit's bullshit. Yeah, like, I mean, I love seeing all shapes, sizes. I mean, I don't care who comes in there. You come in there, right. if you're trying to get better, that's what, I mean, that's what we we want. We want people to get better, get healthier. We want to see. Absolutely. And it, I say the only bad thing about a gym is sometimes my workout gets interrupted because I start helping people to make sure that they succeed in a lift and that they don't get hurt. Well, I mean that you're doing your job, then, man. You know what I'm saying? That that to me, it all on its own is a gratification, all of its own, and that comes with the territory. And I tell people this all the time. You know, like it for me, like it's not about the money. You know what I'm saying? It's it's about the passion and what goes along with that. You know what I mean? And what goes along with that is taking somebody that doesn't know what the fuck they're doing and making them. Um, uh, an athlete or making them, you know, a, a, making them stronger, shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. But, uh, cause man, you know, in my younger days, you know, when I was in high school and shit like that, I was afraid of the weight room, man. Like I was skinny, I was small, I was frail. 
I was always fairly, I don't know how, but I was always fairly athletic. I was fast, but I just wasn't strong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, uh, you and I are the same, man. Like, uh, just a little crazy. You know, I've wrestled since I was five. Like, I, I remember in third grade, my dad, me and my dad, I would put a grocery bag, the little grocery sacks you get. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, put, I'd put those fuckers on and we'd play football in the house. For, nice. To lose a little weight because I wrestled 49 yeah. pounds. So, like, I've literally been cutting weight and being like this fucking lunatic since I was five years old. <laughs> and so when I got in high school, my thing was cut weight, cut weight, cut weight. I never lifted. I was, I was embarrassed because I was known as this tough dude, but I fucking probably couldn't bench 95 pounds. Same brother. I so, probably, you know, I couldn't bench the ball. Well, no, I could. Um, uh, I, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't have a dad around. And I, and I moved a lot growing up. So I was a very self-conscious kid. I was a very, I, I, I had identity problems, not to the exterior, but inside. I, I, you know, I had such a low perception of myself that like, I remember when I played football my freshman year, we were going to the weight room. I brought, I knew we were going to lift that day. So I brought flip-flops so I didn't have to lift. That's the, how I felt about the weight room. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> I forgot track of what I was going with. Yeah, I mean, um, I was the same way. Like you know, my mom. So the guy that raised me wasn't even my dad. Like him and my mom got a divorce when I was uh, like eight years old, probably. But he he came and picked my sister up, so he picked me up, and that's that's truly who my dad is. Like I have, that's awesome. I, I still have contact with my dad, my real dad, but my real dad was more worried about work and money. Um, right. I kind of had to, I had, uh, my, my step or my dad, like I said, him and my mom got a divorce when I was eight or my stepdad now, but long story short is I really didn't have a good father figure growing up. I had him when he was, when he wasn't working, but he guided me in sports. He never missed the sport thing. He made sure I practiced whether it was baseball, football or wrestling, but back to, yeah, fuck me. So anyways, back to the weight room thing, I never lifted in high school. I was embarrassed. I didn't start lifting until I was 18. Um, and the only reason I started lifting is because me and my one buddy, um, we would go to a garage gym, and before we went to the mall to pick up girls, we would lift and get an upper body pump. We never squatted. We never deadlifted. All we did was right, right. we did chest, arms, and back just to get this crazy pump. We'd go to the mall and try to pick up as many girls, or if we went to a party, we'd, we would be drinking and lifting. We'd be getting we'd be getting fucked up and lifting, and then go to parties with yeah. a big old swell and alcohol right. running through all our blood. That's fine, fucking tastic, man. Um, dude, for me, my personal little story on that, man. Um, my college years, I bet I probably weighed 150 pounds. People always thought I'm 38, so at the ages between fucking 18 and probably 24 people thought I was still a kid because I looked so young and I was so tiny, you know, frail. So I, I think about 25, 26, I started putting on weight, I guess, because my t metabolism started to slow down. And uh, I lifted a little bit, man. I, I, I still played basketball. Basketball was always my sport. Um, so I always played ball, but I would lift and, you know, the bro lift where you go to the gym and you curl and shit, and then you stand around and fall for like 10 minutes, you know, those, you know, that type of lifting. Oh, yeah. It wasn't really lifting. It wasn't like what I do now. You know what I'm saying? 
So um, I really didn't start to get it, dude. I really didn't start. The wheels, the light bulbs and wheels didn't turn and what have you didn't start until I was about 33, 34, man, if you can believe it. I'm like, oh, you got to fucking – you got to rest right. You got to eat right. You got to, you know, you got to fucking, you, you got to have good form. You got to, you can't lift through injuries. You got to rest through injuries. Shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So that's about 34-ish is when, and I'm 38 is when it was like, it all started to make sense, you know? That's crazy. I hadn't, I, um, all this time, I had no idea you were 38, bro. You, I, I honestly thought you were like 28, 30. Like, I, I scrolled through your Instagram photos. I'm like, man, he has a family. I'm like, it seems like he's doing really well for himself. I'm like, man, I don't even know how old this motherfucker is. And then you, like, I hear your podcast. You're talking like 24, 25. I'm like, this motherfucker must be talking about yesterday. Like, like I had no idea how old you were. I just... I was like, this motherfucker's talking in past tense. Like, yesterday was like past last tense. Week. Yeah. Like, this, this motherfucker was like, when I was 24, seven days ago. I was like. <laughs> no, man. You know, fortunately, not fortunately, I'm 38. Now, look at it like this. Uh, um, I, I've lived a pretty peculiar Not, I don't want to say peculiar. I've lived a, a pretty interesting life. And um, uh, I wouldn't change any of it. For for the for the world, I wouldn't change a single day of it because I've, I've you learn a lot through you know this. I'm sure you know this. You learn so much more through your fails than your successes. You know what I'm saying? So um, now, do I wish my body physically was about ten years younger? Fuck yeah! But you know what I mean. Here I am today, and the best way to look at it, man. The best the, the best thing I can say is like. I honestly want to be a beast at 44, 54, 64. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, look at guys like Corey, man. He's he's dunking at basketball at 42 years old. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, when you when you stop and look and, like, anything's possible, like, you look at Dustin, he's probably 41, 40, 41, 42, right in that area too. Dude, that dude looks like he's 30 years old. Yeah, man. And this motherfucker's running under a minute 400 meters. Oh, he's a monster. He's an animal. I mean, he, he's a fucking human. Yeah, so when you start thinking about guys like this who has been just a staple in the power, or the powerlifting or the wrestling community, whatever, insert whatever, these guys are – these guys make people like you and I like, oh, it's fucking possible. Dude, you don't know how many times – it's funny you say that. You don't know how many times I'll – and this is a true fucking story. I'll finish a workout, and I'll get done and really think I've done something – and I'll I'll go to one of their pages and they'll show and I'm like, dude, I'm not satisfied. I got to go do something else. I've done that several times, man. <laughs> like, uh, you know, just that. And I, and that's the thing that got me into those guys and kind of where it led me to the day I went to that meet is just their energy and their approach and kind of they're lifting, you know, and they're lifting in a dingy gym and the and with you know, older equipment. I just love that shit, man. You know what I mean? Like, I, I love that. Like, it's, that's kind of how I base my own shit, my own brand and my own style and approach with pack mentality is like, you got these fucking animals surrounding you and you're all hyping each other up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, what I do is I, uh, this is crazy. Like no matter what I do is, uh, um, for instance, I went, like, 
again. So I went out to Vegas two years. I didn't go this year because of fucking COVID. But the year before, I went out to U.S. Nationals and took third in my weight class and division. Um, oh, oh yeah. Yeah, so what I do is, like, powerlifting. I'll, re- I'll look up. I look at my guys, and then, like, once my workout's done, I'm like, the fuck's my guy doing, you think? I'm like, oh, I bet. I bet he's doing goblet squats. I'm like, okay, fuck it. I'll do some goblet squats. Like before before I yeah. leave the gym, I always make sure that I have to mentally and physically think to myself, like, okay, I definitely outwork my opponent. But if I have that sudden doubt, I'm like, nah, man, we gotta do something else. It it, it could be man. something stupid. Maybe twenty sit ups. I'm I know exactly yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. See, I've I have anxiety real bad. And it's, it's a curse and a blessing, okay? So the way my mind works uh, is I'll go in there and I'll lift and I will get done. And in my mind, in my mind, this might sound crazy. I'm sure this will sound fucking ridiculous. You know, I don't say yeah, that, that in the whole session was not good enough. You, you didn't go full form on this. Now, this is how my mind works. You didn't do this or that, X or Y or Z. And I'll go inside and I'll sit there for a couple minutes and I'll think about it and I'll just I'll just go do a whole nother session until I'm happy with it. <laughs> it's, it sounds fucking crazy, but that's exactly what I'll do, man. Yeah, I mean that's that's just I mean that's how life has to be, really. It's true, yeah. Like uh, I read Chris Nine's one of Ian's uh, guys that trains out there, and like on his Instagram today, he just said something. He's like, "I don't like average. I don't like mediocre. If you're not all in, don't be fucking in at all." And I can't agree with that more. Like, I hate, I, I hate when people half-ass shit. Like, um, it, it, you know, there's a there's a kid I train in wrestling, and there's times. Luckily, I can. I'm not. I'm a. I'm affiliated with the school, but if I don't coach, it's not my life. So a couple of the kids I train, right. I'm like, listen, dude, you gave me a half-ass fucking practice all week. If you want to go to the Columbus and be a prestige wrestler, you got to give me more. And I, I'm not satisfied with you. And right. that's just how life has to be, man. You have to give 110% at everything you do. If you don't, you're failing. Not yourself, but everybody around you. Everybody – um. Absolutely, man. Yeah, hundred you know, percent. If if I give fucking half-ass effort at my job, someone might be burying me tomorrow. Like you can't. That's yeah. That's a fucking way to look at it, bro. bro. If I'm powerlifting and I spend a hundred dollars for a meet and I travel and I cut weight and I only do half-ass shit, I failed myself. I fail people who, I fail people who follow me on Instagram. I fail people who, who look up to me for whatever motivation, like. No, because like I know I can do better. I fucking half-assed everything. I'll like that shit. Well, you want to talk about something that'll get under my skin? That's it, right there, dude. I no, I guarantee. It, yeah, and with me, you know, it gets it gets dicey if I can find the right words to say. Um, I, I've never really had issues of effort. I mean, everyone has their shit days in the gym. Everyone has their days where they don't want to do shit. Don't get me wrong. But for me, it's like this. I don't know. I I, I am so competitive, bro. I am so fucking competitive that, like, I turn everything into a competition. You get what I'm saying? Like, 
Um, I've had moments where I, I don't have, I have, okay, so I have zero relationship with my dad, all right? And I found out, you know, that motherfucker has had another kid and, you know, he was a dad to that kid, what have you, where, and one thing you got to get to, first thing you got to know about me, man, is I'm, a, I'm an uncandid dude. Like, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you how it is and I'll tell you what's on my mind. Okay, some people have a problem with that. You get what I'm saying? But, um, anyway, I will literally picture that that motherfucker is standing there in front of me while I'm lifting if I'm having a rough day and mom, I'm not, I don't, he's not going to win that day. You know what I'm saying? You got to do what you have to do to get yourself through the day. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Whatever. Absolutely. Have you ever read, I don't know if you've ever read, you've heard of David Goggins, Oh, dude, right? I fucking, I make my, if you go to state and you ride with me, um, cause like I said, we're two, two and a half hours from Columbus. So I make them listen to the podcast where he's talking about the racism, how he grew up with, uh, I think it was Joe. Ro- yeah, it was Joe Rogan. Yeah, Joe Rogan. Um, Joe Rogan. Yeah. Um, funny story. You say that not to get off subject, but one of the ref, one no, of the wrestlers, uh, Brandon Daniels. He's a fucking lunatic. I love the kid. He's he's a <laughs> fucking idiot, and I love it. I mean, he he went out there. If he couldn't beat you in wrestling, he would physically break you and make you like you know what? I'm not wrestling this dude. But um, so long story short, he had a chance of winning state, which we've only had uh two state champions at our school and he had a chance to win it. Well, he loses in the semifinals close match should have won, but he lost and he comes up and he goes, he goes, coach. He's like, I fucking remember David Goggins. I'm fucking taking third. So not only did he take third, but he came back and beat, you know what? He lost in the quarterfinals. I'm sorry. So he can't, he wrestled back through and beat the kid that beat him for third and fourth. He fucking smashes dude. He's like, all I can remember is that fucking that runner, that fucking seal dude in my mind telling me I gotta fucking win this match. And that's outstanding. And I know dude. like David Goggins doesn't he doesn't follow nobody, he doesn't so I would love to tell him, be like, dude, I appreciate what you your motivation because you you made my wrestler and our team place higher at the state tournament in wrestling in Ohio because Ohio is a fucking crazy wrestling school or a uh, Oh, crazy absolutely. Yeah, it's a, so yeah. you made him place at state and accomplish something that not a lot of kids get to do because of your fucking motivational. And I, I just love it. I love everything about that dude. He cusses. He does there's, everything. He does everything you shouldn't do on social media to get follows. He cusses. He swears. He fucking he talks the truth. And sometimes the, he's 100 yes. real, man. And, 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 and he talks about um in his book and in his podcast, especially with Rogan, that's how I got turned on to the guy. Um, he talks about going to a dark place and, uh, you know, uh, and kind of mentally, you know, oh, yeah, I had a shitty relationship with my father. You know what? Fuck you. That's what I'm going to use to get over this hill. Or you, I got kicked out of the house when I was 17. You know what? That, that's, that's what I'm going to use today because – I forget how the saying goes. I mean, I mean, you just go back to this. If everything is given to you and everything is perfect, perfect hunky dory, what, what, what have you earned? What have you learned with that? You know what I mean? Like, very, very few um, people learn from that. Very few. Right. Exactly. I mean, it, being high up already doesn't teach you anything. You know what I mean? Like, it. it 
you got to fall off, and then I, I fell off many times. And then the end in between is what you use to get back up is how yeah, I feel. Yeah, um, you know, I use that motivation all the time because I, I have weight cutting down, not to a science, but, you know, even my last USPA meet, I fucked up. I, I fucked my squats up, so I, I disqualified myself. But regardless, every meet I've done, I've cut 10 pounds the day of weigh-ins. So what do you usually what weight do you I usually compete at one sixty five, but it's it it's I can walk around from one seventy to one seventy eight. And um Holy shit, I weigh more than you. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's unbelievable. So, um it it's nothing I'm not stronger than you, don't I'm not saying that because I know that's not true. I'm just that uh, there's not too many people I weigh more than that's I didn't think you were one of them. So. Yeah, I don't I don't weigh a whole lot, but like um, you know, even my last, like I was getting at to my last USPA meet, um, I was 174 and a half pounds. I had to be 165 the next morning. I sat in the steam room by myself for two and a half, three hours to lose that weight. And you, once you get in there and you start losing weight and you know, you can't drink and you can't eat afterwards, it, it you go to a dark, dark place. You're like, I mean, you're taking everything. You're taking oh, everything yeah. your body needs to survive: water, oxygen. That's crazy. Dude, I honestly love it. As sick and demented as that is, like when I make weight for something like that, I'm like, okay. So I'll rewind all the way back to 2002. I made the state state tournament in wrestling, but what people and I didn't make weight at in Columbus, Ohio. I had to step on seven scales, butt ass naked, in front of like a hundred dudes and not make weight <laughs> and I was a pound and a half over but to re- to like kind of like make myself a little bit better is that the, the start of the year I weighed 127 pounds and my dad wow <clears throat> my my stepfather but who I call my dad he looked at me and said hey bud what do you want to do this year in wrestling? I was like, cause I didn't want to wrestle at all, but my parents kind of talked me into it. Cause I've wrestled since I was five. Now I'm 16. I want to chase pussy. I want to drink beer. And that's all I want to do. And my, right. my parents respectfully said, if you don't wrestle, you got a curfew. Like, okay, that's fine. You can work. You can buy your own car. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. But no, you got a curfew. You're not going to run around all night and do dumb shit. I'm like, oh, okay. So I remember going to my the guy that raised me, uh, my dad. He's not my real dad, but I call him my dad. So we got that, we got that sure, situation. Yeah. So I go to him and I say, hey, dad, I- I'm not wrestling this year. The look, he's like, he kind of looked at me. And it's hard to explain, but he's like, okay, bud. But you would have thought his dad just died. And I remember going, I remember going home. Right. And my mom was pissed. My mom didn't talk to me. My mom was fucking furious when I said I wasn't wrestling. And I thought about it for a couple of days. And I showed up at open mat one day. And Coach Davis was like, what are you doing here? I was like, I'm, I'm going to wrestle, Coach. He's like, all right. So my dad and I were talking. He's like, how, how good do you want to be? I said, I, I want to make you proud, Dad. I was like, I, I'm going to be a, a state champ. He's like, okay. He's like, well. You might be a state qualifier at 119. You'll be a state. You'll be a state placer at 112, and at 103, you could probably win state. Because he grew up in the old days in the 80s where everybody cut crazy amount of weight. 
So I stepped sure, up. Yeah. I was like between 125 and 127. I'm like, eh, this is a crazy cut. And me and that crazy bastard, we cut all the way to 103 pounds. He cut, he lost like 40, he lost like 40 wow. pounds because if I didn't eat, he didn't eat. If I didn't drink, he didn't drink. We it's went unbelievable, together. We, I mean, I would practice for five hours to lose weight. And I'd get home, like, oh, we'd throw the sauna suit on and we'd hit road work. So long story short is I, uh, I lose, I lose my second match at districts and I've always heard fucking crazy stories. Like you can't, like you would have thought losing at districts was like fucking the beaches of Normandy. If you lose a dish, if you lose your first two matches or one or two matches at districts, you're not going to the state tournament. We're talking about the 16 best kids in the state at that time. So I lose my second, I lose my second match. I'm like, fuck. So, you know, I weigh out at um, 106 point. I weigh out 106 because we got two pounds plus a pound allowance for a weigh out. So I weigh out at 106. And, dude, I remember at 2 o'clock in the morning walking across the street to Circle K and getting a pint of ice cream. Like, I'm eating ice cream. I'm living my best life. But next thing you know, right, my first match at Districts on Saturday morning, I pinned my kid. My second match is, uh, I think, made the quarterfinals. I pinned that kid. So now I'm in the semifinals. If I win this match, I go to the state tournament. I'm wrestling a kid that's pretty fucking tough. And next thing you know, I take him down with ease. I He gets out. I take him down, lock in a cradle, and pin him. And I remember standing up, and I'm like, holy shit. I just made it to the fucking state tournament. So I didn't think, no- I didn't think nothing that's of wild, it. Man. I stepped on the scales Monday morning at 121 pounds. I got to weigh 106 pounds on Thursday morning. So I get down to 107.4, 107.5. And obviously I don't make weight. I'm like, Jesus, this sucks. Call my dad. I'm like, I call my dad. I'm like, hey, dude, don't come down to Columbus. Cause he was working in Toledo. He took vacation days. And he's like, uh, why? I'm like, I didn't make weight. He's like, all right. I love you. Bye. And I'm like, okay. And I was just like, damn, this sucks. And I, I said to myself, I'd never miss weight again. So now, like, when I have to cut weight, it's fucking, like, it's a challenge. It's fun. Like, I love getting in that dark place and cutting weight. Yeah, I mean, that it's almost, like, instinctual. I mean, um, the, for me, as of current, I, I never had to go through the process you went through to find that. But for me, this is this is kind of how my mind works when it's hot and it's July and it's August and it's 100 degrees outside or whatever. I, I thrive on the fact that I can go in my garage and sweat my balls off and work my balls off because I know not many people are going to are going to go through that. Not going to put themselves. Dude, one thing you got to know about me is I can I, I can go through a lot. You know what I mean? Like. Not a lot of shit bothers me physically, right. you know what I mean? So, and I kind of thrive in like, yeah, this these elements suck, but I love it, if that yeah. makes any sense, you know what I mean? So, I totally yeah, get it. Man. I remember another crazy fucking story is, uh, so I had my knee surgery. My first knee surgery was, uh, I can't remember. So, my major knee surgery, the reconstruction was December 10th. I can't remember exact the exact year, but um, six months later, I'm actually starting to 
start to train to fight again. And my coach and a few people were like, are you a fucking lunatic? Cause I, it's a 15, 15 month recovery. I'm like, yeah. So I'm starting to box. I'm starting to do little shit. So, um, Isaiah Chapman is the next up and coming dude in Ohio. Like the UFC, um, UFC and another big fight company. They're called World Series. No, uh, World Series of Fighting. That's who was looking at it, but they got bought out by PFL. So this is how long ago it was. They're looking at this guy. And I'm now we fast forward a little bit. I'm about eight months in and they're like, hey, dude, no one will fight him. And I knew the matchmaker's husband. I was like, I'll fight Chapman at 35. And they're like, what? I weighed 173 pounds when I accepted that fight. 135. How much did he weigh again? 135 pounds. So if you looked at my Instagram, I gave him a big shout out. He got, um, he actually just got caught up in a mix of a bunch of shit a couple months ago and he got shot and killed up in Akron. Oh, fuck, man. I think I've seen yeah, something. Yeah, so that's the fight. That. I, cut, I, I cut all that weight to get back, to, get down to 135. And uh, my organs actually shut down in the middle of the second round. Well, in the middle of the first round, he broke my arm with a head kick. So we, we continued <sighs> to fight that uh, first round. And I sat down in the corner and Bobby Meese, which is Cody Garbrandt's uncle, boxing coach, he's like, Kemp, you got to throw your right hand. I'm like, I was like, Bobby, I was like, my arm's broke. He's like, I don't give a fuck. You got 10 more minutes to fight. And at that point, I was like, I was like, no shit. He is right. So I continued to fight. And long story short is my organs shut down. He ended up choking me out. And it was a bloodbath. It got best fight of the year in Ohio and all kinds of shit. Maybe. Can you find? Is this it on? Is this on, on YouTube, YouTube or anything? Um, actually, I got my iPad right here. I'll look it real quick. Um, because I actually pulled up uh my police and fire games because I didn't know my numbers because I knew they weren't that good because I was fucking kind of hurt. But um, let's go to YouTube real quick. Yeah, eventually, man, I'm gonna transition this thing into a video podcast. But this is kind of the beginning works of everything. So. We would be able to see it, but yeah, eventually, but, um, man, we'll get there. This fight got, like I said, fight of the year, and it was a bloodbath. Um, finish the finish of the week. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm... choked out, and broke my back. <laughs> that sucked. Uh, Fuck, man. But if I find it, um, my wrestling's on there. I don't see that. But um, yeah, I don't see it. If I, I'll look it, I'll look more into it, and I'll try to find it. But dude, it was it was the funnest fight. At one point in time, he had me on the cage. He hit me with like fucking a hundred unanswered shots. But the the rest all know me. Like at one point in time, I dislo- dislocated my knee and f- tweaked it a little bit. I got caught in a knee bar and didn't tap. It actually popped and cracked, and the the ref stopped it. He's like, I I bitched at the ref. I'm like, why would you stop? He's like, dude, your knee went the opposite way. Like it was. So, like, the Jesus rest of Christ. Ohio knew that I was a fucking <laughs> lunatic. So, they let me go on. Yeah. And I remember giving him the thumbs up and stuff. So, it was one of the funnest fights in my life. But. I wish I could have seen yeah, some was, of this shit, man. Back in the day, it was uh, it was fun. I'm paying for it now. But, long story short, it was fun. I guarantee it. Yeah. So, man, I'm kind of. I'm going to close out with this. I do want to ask you this question. Uh, what do you feel is the most important thing when you're owning and operating your gym? 
Like what, what's the best piece of advice you would give somebody? Be real, be real and be, um, I like you, that. You gotta That's be real. You true. gotta be, you may, you gotta be open. You gotta be honest. You gotta be polite. You gotta understand and embrace the community. So you gotta help people out. You gotta, and you know what? There's times people have come up to me and like, Hey Dustin, I, I, I don't have my gym membership this month. I just, you know, I got this, this, this. And I said, okay, that's fine. You can pay, you can pay next month. You can that's pay cool. 40 bucks. Then next month pay 40. We'll pay 40 for right. the next three months to pay for this month. Is that possible? Yeah. I said, but at the end of the day, bud, or ma'am, whoever it was, I don't want to see on your Snapchat or your Instagram, you out the bar tonight drinking $50 worth of fucking alcohol. I don't I absolutely man your hell yeah significant other out to eat and spending a hundred bucks at wasabi at the and I was like and I understand you guys or you know what whatever the reason be I'd be like that's how you have to be um but you just have to be real operating a gym you have to be real to people you have to let them know like this is how it is this is how it's got to be um you got to be open with people I think so Man, this is my opinion, dude, and, and uh, I think it's with social media. Th- this is my take. I think it's getting infiltrated with a lot of bullshit, with a lot of wanksters. You know what I'm saying? With a lot of people that just want you to buy their shit, their supplements, and you know they want you to buy their programs. And like you said, it's it's just fakeness, and it's like they're just in it for a hundred percent. And I get it. Everyone has a profession, and they got to make money, but. You know, I see these people and I follow some people and guys will comment and ask questions. And it's almost the impression like they're better than them and their responses are like real short and choppy. It's like if someone were to come to me with a question, I would answer the best that I could. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of how much you pay me. Yes. That's that's another thing I come up with is like someone will be like, hey, what about this? I'm like, dude, I don't I don't know the answer. Give me 24 hours. I'll research it and I'll figure out the sure. best answer I can give you. Like to admit that you're wrong, you have to do that at the gym because I, I mean, there's just so much to it that you don't know. And I don't know it. And that's where it comes Absolutely. back. You got to be a real Absolutely. motherfucker. Right. I'm with you hundred percent on that. That's why, that's why I say, man, like I'm constantly learning. I'm sure you're I'm, constantly learning. You know, if you're not learning, even at your current craft, you're not growing. That's another thing. You yeah, know what I'm saying? If you're not learning whatever you're doing, you're a failure. I be, I'm, if, I'm, I'm, I'm with if you on that. You're not learning more about Absolutely. powerlifting. If you're not learning more about being a police officer, if you're not practicing your craft, you're a failure. And you'll never convince me. I, you know what? If Ronnie Coleman comes into me and says, "Hey, I quit learning," I'm like, "You're a failure." Yeah, I wouldn't. If he, yeah, I mean, you, would you even trust anything that that dude no, said I mean, to you from there no, on every, out? I know evolves. I will. <laughs> like, today, the reverse hyper could be the best thing since sliced bread, and then two weeks, it might be the worst thing. You just we don't we don't know. You have to keep learning. Yeah. You have to keep evolving with everything. Absolutely, at one hundred percent. But 
Dustin, this was a lot of fun, buddy. Uh, sorry about the malfunction we had. Um, go ahead and uh, shout out your uh, your, oh, your social medias if you want to. We do that, my friend. Um, yeah. Um, I will. Uh, I will get this posted as as soon as possible. This was a lot of fun. Uh, stay in touch, man. Uh, when you get, uh, when did you say that meeting date um, is? I'm either driving down early Friday morning. I might drive down like super late or super early Friday morning to weigh in Friday morning and then probably just okay. kind of get a hotel room, kick it and relax. My, uh, one of my really good buddies, Kyle might be coming with me. So if not, I'm just solo riding it because dude, I have world records in mind. So I feel you. I mean, yeah, you got a zero in brother. But uh, let me know how that goes, man. I'll, I'll, I'll stay. I'll stay in the loop, and uh, I'll be talking to you, man. And I'm I'm in preparation right now just to get get your meat done, and that's yeah, kind of what I'm working towards. But you got my you got my fun. number now, dude. Just shoot Go me ahead. a text anytime. Like I'm always on Snapchat doing stupid shit. So if you have a Snapchat, <laughs> yeah, I see some. Of the, I see some of the shit on your uh, on your stories and stuff. Yeah. I like it. It, so, it entertains me. Well, that's all the time I have today, folks. Once again, that's Dustin Kemp. Um, I'll see you guys on the next episode of the Alpha House Training and Barbell Podcast.